On today's show, five strategies we'll be using to market our music in 2022. We're back and this is 30 Minute Music Marketing. 30 Minute Music Marketing. For musicians who want to get better at marketing their music. Hello, I'm Greg. Hello, I'm Sheldon, and this is 30 Minute Music Marketing, the show for independent artists and DIY musicians who want to get better at marketing their music. Happy New Year to all our viewers slash listeners. listeners, both of you. Hi, Greg. Hello. Uh, sorry we've been away. Uh, what happened at the end of last year, Greg? A, a multitude of things. Um, you you had problems with the, the health of a family member. Um, I was on tour for the first time in a year and a half, and that seemed to take quite a lot uh, out of me. So we put the podcast on the back burner, but we're back. We're invigorated for 2022, aren't we, Greg? We are. When did we last do one? I've no idea. I, I, I don't want to look back. <laughs> because we've left our viewers and listeners in the lurch. But we're, I think we can get around to maybe doing an episode every two, every two weeks now. Let's get a schedule up and running, because I've missed doing okay. these. I've missed, you know, um, giving out little tidbits uh, about uh, music and marketing and all the things that um, I've been doing. A, a lot's happened, Greg. Uh, my you, band... have been, you have been quite busy, haven't you? Over yeah. The last... Uh, the last... I don't know. Certainly, I know you've been busy from December. On the, on the, certainly on the, on the run-up to Christmas, uh, our band, um, despite being like 15 years down the line, we had our biggest uh, ever ticketed uh, indoor show. Mm. Um, also, we, we uh, on that night, we've made the most money that we've ever made uh, before. So, uh, obviously, there are some difficulties currently uh, at the time of recording with regards to, uh, to live music. Um we finished uh, my band finished the year on a high so you know it's left me uh, reasonably invigorated looking forward to uh, to 2022 because i'll admit especially when it comes to like you know lots of aspects of music marketing my foot has been off the gas but i'm determined to, to double down in 2022 and i've decided to uh, try and put some some new things into place and that's really what this episode is all about these are the things that i'm going to be starting uh, to do uh, to market my music in 2022 which maybe i haven't necessarily done before now here's the caveat greg these aren't necessarily new brand new strategies that nobody's been trying before these are just things that maybe i'm not necessarily concentrated on but i'm going to start incorporating them for me and for my music for the first time um, in 2022 and it may well be that i suitably inspire our viewers and listeners to uh, to do the same to uh, to mix up their marketing to inspire them to try something new. That's what this episode is all about. We've got five things that people might want to do or pay attention to. Uh, and you've got the details for number one, I believe. I do. So let's get this started and see what new things and existing things we can recap over. So number one is having a packed release schedule. So 2021 was something of, of a year of recovery in in many Is respects. Is that just for you or for well, the industry as a whole? For, well, for certainly for more smaller independent musicians, I think the recorded music 
sector as a whole had an absolutely fantastic um, year in 2021. You know, they made a, a shed load of money, but us mere mortals, you know, it, it's perhaps a little bit more difficult for ourselves. We're all still sort of finding our feet perhaps after lockdown. And I know that, you know, if you listen to this in Scotland, maybe you know, there are certain, <laughs> there are lots of things that you can't necessarily do. But, you know, we're hoping that we're going to have a full uh, year where things are up and running where we can throw ourselves back into it so maybe what we now need to focus upon is regular releases now when we talk about regular releases i know uh, mr daniel eck the head of spotify famously said a couple of years back that you know if you're a band or musician you should be looking to to release a track on spotify at once every month and well he would say that because he owns sort of spotify and it'd be nice if we could do that but again us independent musicians we are mere mortals we can't necessarily do that but there are many things that we maybe could be doing that we could be regularly releasing because the thing is greg we've got to remain front of mind we've got to uh, you know keep uh, our presence um out there we can't necessarily rely on our laurels because it's a packed media landscape if we go away for too long and then try to come back as we're probably as we're now trying to do <laughs> with this particular podcast yeah. people might have already moved on so well, this is what the thing i mean i i know i've spoken to you about this um probably since we've been off air and there's a couple of bands that i know that pretty much during the lockdown have done absolutely nothing uh, apart from the old ambiguous, we've been working really busy behind the scenes. So you've been doing nothing. And and I don't know, they seem to honestly feel they can just pick up where they let off, uh, where they left off and as if nothing had ever happened. It's it's going to be hard because people's you know attention does naturally move elsewhere. And I think certainly with algorithms, if people haven't been interacting with you or your page, then trying to get them to trying to get the algorithm to to seed whatever content you're going to be putting out now might be all the more harder simply because there hasn't been any any recognition of interactions between your audience and yourselves potentially on those sort of platforms so maybe now more than ever before we've got to go right we need to be regularly uh, start releasing various types of content. The thing is, yeah. that's the thing. It doesn't necessarily need to be music. But, you know, a music release could be one form of uh, content. You know, your regular Common or Garden uh, single. Um, for people who haven't yet got a podcast, um, how about maybe re regularly releasing your podcast episode? You could have some Just form a, of video blog, Greg. Oh, go on, carry on. I was going to say, in terms of the podcast, I mean, how, 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 how? much interest? <laughs> no, not how. I'm trying to think of the question. Um, in terms of, I think it's a good idea. But do you really think people, if you're a fan of a band or you're trying to develop an audience, do you think? I mean. To me, it seems like a pretty easy thing to do, and but as, we, as we've what, said before, do you, you don't talk about you don't well you don't necessarily need to have you do a podcast just about yourself and your music. I mean, think about as we've said before, what will what will happen is yourself and your audience will probably have a lot of common or shared interests. Yeah. So you you know you couldn't necessarily do a, a podcast about that. For example, um, uh, ourselves and uh, our audience, we like uh, B 
beer, for example. So if we wanted really? to, yes, it, it, okay. it's true. It's true. You know, uh, real ales, craft ales. You know, if we were to do a non-music podcast, it, it, doing a uh, a beer podcast would suit uh, our audience. Of I, I know a lot of our audience um, like um, fantasy TV and films, so we could do like a. Um, uh, you know, a sci-fi podcast talking about uh, the book of Boba Fett, which I'm not watching at the moment. I've only seen one episode, and uh, my my friends say it's a it's a little bit dull. And you know, the the, the Mandalorian and 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 Hawkeye and all you know all those other things. Yeah. So it, it could be a case of finding out what your shared interests are between yourselves and your audience, and do a podcast about that. Do a podcast about the local uh, music scene. You know, interview all your um, all your fellow. Um, uh, regional musicsters and get them featured on the podcast, get their audience listening to the podcast, you know, introduce that audience to some of your music. The, op- you know, the, the potential opportunities are endless, Greg. Question for you. Cause I'm just looking at the notes here and you've kind of put, you know, do, um, sorry, I'm trying to read it again on the screen. Um, talking about stuff i know you do your quiz don't you i I don't do the quiz uh anymore but the quiz was a regular feature how much interaction did you have between that between organizing it and speaking to your your fans well the quiz was pre-recorded but i made sure that uh as it was going out as live i was in the comments and replying to all the people who were replying to me right okay and was there much interaction Th- there was a heck of a lot of interaction i i resurrected uh the quiz over christmas for for a one-off special and the you know people were saying how much they did missed it how much the they they used to enjoy it so you know it, it was something that was part of uh, people's weekly routine you know it, it just turned out to be that it, it did take up um quite a bit of my time and the the hard thing was trying to get all the members of the band who participated in the quiz actually sat down available for the record it was logistically becoming uh, sort of quite difficult even with so, the advent of zoom even with the advent of zoom you've still got to get people to actually sit down in their yeah. front rooms and okay. take part and participate but you so, know yeah. you do your food thing as well as your drink you kind of obviously focus on what your the similarities and interests that you share with your fans. Yeah, and you know, and, and we create content around the things that we are genuinely, you know, interested in. Even if that's you know, eating snacks, um, eating um, chili foods, hot foods to see um, you know how hot we can go. You know, we, we we naturally create content around the stuff that we like, and that resonates with our audience and doing a video where we film ourselves, you know, eating hot food or drinking beer is a heck, heck of a lot easier than trying to write a hit single. Question for you. Final one regarding this in terms of, I know we haven't done enough of these because my mind goes blank and I've been wanting to say this question. I'll come back to it. I've forgotten it now. All right. Okay. It's, it's the start of the year, Greg. We've it's got it. Nerves. That's what it is, Sheldon. Nerves. You're never nervous. So yeah. So we've done a single podcast episode, video blog, as I, as I mentioned. Whatever you're interested in, yep. do a little feature. It doesn't have to be more than about five minutes. I've remembered it now. How often in this additional content do you actually ever talk about your music? Because I know in the past we talked about 
you know, the difference between something that could be perceived as an advert and something that is perceived as content. I never talk about our music within the content itself. What I sometimes do, if I've got a video trailer for our current tour, I'll stick that on at the end, almost like as a as a as a post roll advert. You know, you get pre roll adverts yeah. on uh, on YouTube. I can uh, I sometimes stick a, a thing at the end as a uh, as our our post roll advert, but I don't necessarily need to. It's funny, um, as you know, Greg. I do a, a lot of morning exercise, and if I go out for a, a, a run or uh, spend some time on the exercise bike, I'll always. Um, tweet it out and stick it on a story um for uh for accountability more more than anything else okay. you know, hopefully inspiring uh my followers to take up a bit of exercise and th- there tends to be more feedback about that sometimes than about our gigs or our music <laughs> for reason so there you go that's number one having a packed release schedule and obviously as we've discussed that release schedule can consist of many different types of content so may you know maybe identify one day of the week and go right well um it'll be a podcast on the first of the month and it'll be one type of video content on um the you know the, the second day of uh, of that month you could do a live streamed q a on your phone just basically mm-hmm. start a, a stream and just just chat to people on, an, on another sort of regular day and by doing that um, on the same sort of day um, uh, every month, you you become part of, uh, of people's lives. One question regarding this, and this is speaking on behalf of of the many musicians that that I know out there. There will be some people who will go, but I just want to make music. How well, would you, you know, how would you help persuade them that they might need to do just more than the what they consider to be the fun stuff? Well, you, yes, you can make music, but how are you going to get people interested in both the music and the people who make the music? Mm. I mean, if you if you just want to be a uh, an international man or woman of mystery and and just release sort of music, but generally, what tends to happen is we want to know and engage more with and be closer to the people that make our favourite music. I mean, back in the day when we were growing up, Greg, um, if, if you liked a particular um, artist or band, you would buy the music press in the hope that they would have an interview mm. um, with them in it, and, and you'd read the interview and you'd try to get to know a little bit more about them. You know, and and by knowing more about them, you you tended to understand them better, maybe appreciate them more. But, you know, by just releasing music it's just music that music is is very much like a two-dimensional form of entertainment you know i listen to a lot of dance music but i struggle to um become attached to the artists because that you know it, it is just music the music starts the music ends i like it but i have no desire to to check out anything of the um of the, the, the people Sort of who are making it because it's it's quite an anonymous at times yeah. form of entertainment. But the more you become known to people, the, the more they will come to like you and know you and appreciate you. And when you, are, as a performer, are appearing in their town, chances are they're probably more than likely going to um, going to want to to come and see you because they feel they know you a bit better. That's a reasonable answer. I like it. 
So moving on to number two, and uh, I think Ed Sheeran's certainly guilty of this one. Guilty as charged, Greg. What is it? It is collaborate with other artists. We, I mean, we we do generally like to do things on our own. We generally like to stand on our two feet. Very occasionally, we get quite jealous of what other people are doing and we don't necessarily want to, to mix with them. But the hardest thing being a DIY musician or independent artist is just getting noticed. It's like, hello, it's me. I'm over here. I'm releasing music. Won't somebody pay attention to me? That's just hard, whatever you do, and occasionally whatever level that you're at and the situation with me and my band at the, uh, the moment is now we've been going I think it's over 15 years and when we first started we were the, the new kids on the block everyone was um excited uh, about us we made we made local uh, tv uh, news uh, mm-hmm. on two two um stations two uh, separate channels because we were that new and we were that fresh it's like 15 years now no nobody's really bothered <laughs> not at all as, as I found out trying to do a PR campaign for uh, for our big show in Manchester and, and trying to get the, the press interested, nobody, nobody's bothered. So how do you get people's attention, raise people's um, interest? Well, that's potentially to do something, you know, that you've never done before. And for us, what I'm going to try and do is I'm going to try and collaborate with some guest artists on some up coming tracks get some uh, guest this, vocalists in is this part of the band or is this part of the other thing that you're doing oh no this this is this this will be part of the band really yeah you're actually bringing in this is quite a new step for you it is well again you know we 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 need to try new things and 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 pique people's interest yeah you know, we, we've got to do things that we that we haven't done before and every time you as Ed Sheeran has managed to tap into uh, so successfully. Every time you collaborate with another artist, you get another marketing opportunity where you can siphon off the attention and the interest and hopefully some of the fan base of that other artist and bring them into your environment slash ecosphere. So it's it's almost like it's a, it's a two-in-one almost. You, you're attracting more interest and you're potentially getting... Um, uh, inf- you know, an an additional uh, audience on the back of it as well. My one question is: Yeah, who will be leading these kind of projects? Because I do know you like to very much keep a hand on things. What do you mean by leading? As in, well, in terms of like, if it's a collaborative effort, yeah, who's going to be taking the reins? in that situation from a creative process. Well, I, like, what I'm saying is, are you going to step back a bit or are you still going to be quite controlling? I, I, I think it will be easier for me to say, right, I've already pre-written this particular part for you. I can see how it would go. It would go a little, you know, it would a little bit like this. All I need is for you maybe to, to um, you know, do a little bit of singing on that and you know potentially film yourself while you whilst you're singing it if we need to use it for any sort of uh, video purposes so uh, I, th- I think i think if you were to approach uh, most people they'd be they'd be up for a collaboration of sorts you know and indeed if someone was to approach my band if if they were again on a on a reasonably sort of similar footing i i, I think we'd uh, we'd jump at the chance nobody ever asks us i, I can't think why it's probably because of me in some respects. But oh. yeah, 
finding new collaborators, doing new things, and potentially tapping into their audience, I think is is a good thing, and it's certainly something I'm going to be doing in 2022. Well, talking about Ed Sheeran, obviously Ed Sheeran's kind of done the collaborations he's done has been with quite a variety of different genres per se of music. Uh, are you still going to stick within your vein of? musicality or are you actually going to consider introducing new aspects i i think for us people of around the similar genre would work for us i know i know ed sheeran he's you know he 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 started off many many years ago collaborating with uh with the with london grime artists and that's really what brought him to the attention of a much wider audience he went from just being this you know this this pop uh, troubadour singing with his uh with his acoustic guitar and it opened him up to the the whole sort of urban scene and that's something that he seems to have um gone back to he's doing a lot of dance collaborations i can't he must moment. have had some strange looks turning up into a, a you know working with grime artists there's some white lad with ginger air they it, must have just thought what on earth but you know fair respect to him he, he pulled it off it worked for him so there you go. Number two, collaborate with other artists. Be brave. Try new things. Reach out to people. Hmm. So number three, it is, okay, this is an interesting term. So have a, not just a video strategy, but have a vertical video strategy. Now, please so, explain to me, I think, okay, why are we why are we focusing on portrait videography rather than landscape videography? Well, um, I'd, I'm going to have to slap my wrists here. Now, TikTok has passed a billion monthly users. So it's it's almost as uh, as big as uh, as Instagram now. Um, Instagram has its own TikTok clone, which is Instagram Reels. That format is said to get twenty percent, uh, sorry, twenty two percent more engagement than other types of video, sort of uh, you know horizontal video on Instagram. So it, pretty much, it's a format that can no longer be ignored. What uh, we all know that trying to build up an audience on the your traditional, your Twitters, um, your your Facebooks, and indeed in, in some respects on your Instagrams, it's a slow, um, it's a long haul. Things like TikTok and Instagram Reels, they seem to be more designed for organic discovery, and they seem to be platforms that sort of pump out the content to people rather than people having to try and discover that content for themselves. So if you focus more on those platforms, your TikToks, your Instagram Reels, your YouTube Shorts, which is just their version of a clone in terms of video, um, in terms of vertical video, um, it would seem to be a better idea in terms of trying to build an audience quicker. Now, what does having a vertical video strategy actually mean? Well, it could well be that going through all your older videos and trying to reformat them in like Final Cut Pro, so that you know, so that you force them into a uh, 916 vertical template. It might need a little bit of uh, rejigging every now and again, but that's something I've done whenever, whenever I've done things like um, adverts for Instagram 
reels and Instagram sort of stories. So it could be taking your old videos and reformatting them in, in a vertical format. Or it could just be sitting down and thinking, right, well, if I've got 15 to 30 seconds, what can I do with that particular format? Can I... Um, can I just film myself doing, I don't know, acapella stuff? It's because the thing is, if I use TikTok, Greg, th there's no way I'm doing dances. I'm a bloke in his 50s, it's not going to work for me. <laughs> well, hey, you know, there might you don't dismiss it. There may be some people out there that really love that stuff. Well, it, it's probably a very niche market for people who want to see a bloke so, in his 50s dancing. So, individually, are you on TikTok? We are. The, my band I mean, is on you, TikTok. Is, is, are you on TikTok? Not, not me personally. No, our band, our band is. is. And we probably upload something once every couple of months. Okay. But I... may, may, I mean, this is it. Maybe all I need to do is, again, as, as I said earlier in the podcast, our band's been going 15 years. It probably wouldn't be hard. It would only take, you know, an after an afternoon or so to try and find all the best videos from those past 15 years, chop them up into, into a vertical format. And even if I don't necessarily have to record anything new, I can repurpose that yeah. format, see how it goes, or try in just try and find something that I can maybe get our lead singer to do and go, right, well, we're going to film a series of uh, vertical shorts, 15 seconds, 30 seconds, even if it's just him with an acoustic guitar or, or something. And, and again, just plan that sort of strategy of, of regular content, make, making sure I use all the appropriate sort of hashtags to help that organic discoverer. And ju just keep on trying it, um, keep on doing it, and, and, and see what happens. So... Are you going to he take heed of your own advice and actually start doing more stuff on TikTok? Well, the, the the thing that's always held me back is the fact that I'm not our I'm not the front person of our particular outfit. So, in order to to try and do that, I'd have to either persuade our lead singer to uh, self record a load of footage. That's not going to happen. Uh, or the next time I see him, it may well be, right, we're going to spend half an hour and we're just going to record a load of little vignettes yeah. or a load of little bursts on the guitar with, with him singing, and that will constitute the content. And maybe, you know, I could I could use captioning to uh, almost create like a uh, small little sort of lyric videos. There's, you know, okay. there's, lots, there's lots of things that you can do. Again... It all you know. It all takes a, a little bit, a little bit of time. That that's why sort of repurposing your older um, uh, sixty-nine videos might be something you might want to do in the first instance. Or you could have a strategy where you you know you blend new stuff, old stuff, but just keep doing it, keep pumping it out, and see how the gods of the algorithm hmm. uh, shine on you. So now. There you go. Uh, have a vertical video strategy. Now we're coming on to number four, and we're going to be mentioning that dirty word that people don't like, the words money, money. and spend. So you put here, increase your marketing budgets. Yeah, it, so it's not, not... not just have a marketing budget, but to actually increase your marketing budget. 
Yeah, the, the one thing that we fail to... Well, you'll notice doing your uh, regular grocery shopping on a week-on-week basis that um, grocery prices are certainly rising uh, and pri- uh, energy prices are rising and it's perhaps unsurprising to know that ad costs on all social media platforms are also rising. Did a bit of research. Uh, I found some info that said in 2020, $20,000 spent on Facebook ads, uh, you might have been able to reach about 10 million people. When I looked at that, I thought you put, I thought that was $20 and I just thought you'd gone a bit mad with the zeros. Didn't realise you meant $20,000. Yeah, so in 2020, if you had a budget of $20,000, you could potentially reach about 10 million people. Now then, in 2021, that same amount of money would only let you reach 7.5 million people. So that's depreciated by almost... A quarter. A quarter. And obviously, results are always going to vary, and the results of each campaign will, will vary slightly. But... As ad costs rise, if your budgets remain the same, you end up reaching fewer and fewer people for the same amount of ad spend. The thing is, I don't understand why they've done that other than just basically getting more money for the same thing. I thought with something like Facebook, if it works, you're going to spend again. Well, it's it's all to do with the increased competition on the platform. Um, ads are the cost of ads is based upon bids, and it identifies a particular person. It could be you, Greg, sat you know sat in your home scrolling through Facebook, and somebody says, "Right, oh, I've I found this particular person I'm advertised uh, to, um, Greg. Uh, it, it's Greg." In um, I nearly said where you live. Where you live? Then it's it's not a secret, but it, it's Greg in the northwest of England, and it's going to cost uh, I don't know uh, five pence to put an advert in front of him, and then someone else says, "Oh no, I wanted to advertise to Greg, uh, so I'm willing to pay six pence." And so, so it, it, the more people chase the same audience, the higher the ad costs go. Right. That's how it works. So the, so the more popular potentially a platform becomes and the more people want to advertise to that platform because there's, there's only much um, space to uh, to advertise to on, on a platform. So the, the greater the competition, the greater the ad costs. And that's basically how, how that works. So if you have been using uh, marketing spend, whether that's to drive uh, people to uh, your uh, tickets for your shows or maybe on YouTube to watch um, your YouTube videos or to drive people to maybe your Spotify page, that sort of thing. If you've been doing that regularly and you've been spending the same amount of money, um, I'm afraid it, it might be worth increasing those budgets to try and maintain the 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 uh, the same reach that you used to have it all costs money greg yeah yeah so in terms of have you um i mean this it, this obviously has been happening over a period of time so have you been increasing your budget over a period of time or are you now having to look at it new year i'm gonna have to allocate more well, our uh, our ad spend, which is primarily for for tickets, um, obviously um, the uh, what we've been doing in terms of live has been uh, 
slightly uh, disjointed this, this past couple of years. I mean, not last year, but certainly the, the year before, we were only concentrating on, on a few live streams rather than yeah. um, full sort of tours as such. So it's hard to make a direct year-on-year comparison but um certainly the the firm that i work for uh who are a firm of concert promoters again we are looking at upping our advertising uh budgets and it, it, it's a lot easier to up those budgets when you're trying to sell uh concert tickets anything from maybe 17 to 28 pounds per ticket perhaps rather than to drive traffic over to spotify and get people to stream a music release that might only generate one tenth of a pence there's a you know there's a there's a greater uh, return on trying to sell tickets as there is trying to drive traffic to yep. your streaming websites. So unfortunately, guys, you're going to have to put your hands in your pockets and dig deep. You're going to have to cut back in other areas. Mm-hmm. So this kind of leads on to the next one because obviously spending money for some people is definitely going to put them well and truly outside of their comfort zone. Oh, yes. And this is the fifth one. So get out of your comfort zone and try something new. We all like doing the same things, Greg. Year in, year out, we don't like going out of our comfort zone because, oh, that, oh I feel vulnerable. Oh, I've never done that before. What happens if it's if it's not a success? Well, you'll never know unless you try. I'm uh, encouraging everyone listening and viewing to this to try something new in 2022. So that could be try joining up to a new platform. So if you've never thought about TikTok before, maybe now's the time to do it. Uh, maybe if you've never had anybody remix your music before get that done this year if you've never um uh, formed a facebook group before why not create a facebook group either about your interests or about your music you could create your own radio show on mixcloud if you've never promoted a uh, a night of live music in your local town before why don't you do that. Take a risk. It doesn't necessarily have to be financial. Again, it, it could just be about your time. So again, if you wanted to do that radio show, that's not going to cost you any money. I think you can get a free basic account at Mixcloud. The only thing that will uh, that will cost you is your is your time to prepare it and produce it. Um, it was about two years ago now when I uh, launched when I took a risk and launched a, a Facebook group for my band. I think it's the, one of the best things. I've ever done. I've I've ended up creating this Uber community that now um, that really uh, I've got strong ties to each other. They meet each other before um, shows. They go out drinking um, before our big Manchester show. They were thrown out of uh, oh no, they weren't thrown out of a, of, of a bar. They were that rowdy on the approach to a bar in Manchester. They wouldn't get let in, but they were a unit. And that's all because I've uh, formed a Facebook group. And um, a couple of years back, I had the idea to uh, put on a new style of show, a um, um, a multi. What's the uh, a multi-artist lineup? 
I uh, I had this particular idea. You put on a, you put on a night, didn't I you? I put on a big, yeah, we put on a big night and we risked potentially a lot of money and we didn't think that it was going to work, but it ended up working. And like, as I said, at the, uh, the top of the episode, we had our largest ever um, indoor audience and we ended up making the most money that we've ever made from a... Uh, <laughs> From a uh, from a gig. The, the, the funny thing about that gig, because I was chatting to you beforehand, you know, uh, leading up to it, and I think I I got the impression it was difficult to know what to expect from that. You know, you can hope, but I don't think anybody. Uh, I certainly don't think you were kind of like I don't want to hope because I don't want to build my expectations up. It was it was almost like well, I've done the best I can do now. Let's yeah. kind of, we just have to go with it. So, you know, and we were very much out of our comfort zone. Maybe we'll get an episode out of it in a, um, in a few weeks time. But if I was to say to the, uh, you know, t- to our audience, there's probably something in the back of your mind that you've always wanted to do. Go ahead, be brave, be strong, reach out, do it. I mean, take, you know, t- run the risk. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's a case of like, it did take uh, certainly courage to do it, but you can actually say, you know, that you've used the same toilet that Prince has. I mean, how many people can say, and Dua Lipa? I, this is a, what a, it's something um, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll never be able to fully get out. And Katy Perry as well. There you go. It's like, and it, it was just like, I think, you know, as you've said, that, that personal sense of achievement of playing is it the biggest venue in manchester um it, it's it's one of the biggest venues in manchester but it's one that like pretty much anybody who's anybody will play that venue yeah and stuff and, and it, it was it was like i mean to be honest i was expecting you to be absolute stress fest and you were like really like quite not nonchalant but you were certainly quite relaxed whenever i spoke to you unless it was a massive facade I was just probably yeah. Uh, well, I, th- I, th- I think I got into the room and then I, then I relaxed into it and uh, started to enjoy it. But I got out of my comfort zone and I tried something new. So that is that is going to be my message um, that I want to um, impress upon all our listeners. By all means, do something. Do something new. So, on the on the success of the the gig before Christmas. Yes. What's your next big challenge? Uh, You've got to get bigger now. I have got a bit. Well, I I think in some respects, um, my next challenge will be uh, my musical side project that I'm going to be launching, hopefully, next month. Which I which I'll tell I'll tell you more about uh, after we've uh, finished recording. But yeah, yeah, I'm I'm, uh, just just for my own uh, amusement, myself and a a colleague, we're uh, we're we're setting up a. uh, a little musical thing. We're setting up a, an electronic. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you too much. I'm telling yeah. you too much, Greg. But but that you know, I'm, we're, we're going to be starting off from a listener count of zero and an audience uh, following of zero, and I'm going to have to try and use all my existing strategies to um, to uh, try and get people to uh, take interest in us. So it's going to be interesting for to. Almost like start right at the beginning again in uh, in some respects. Well, we look forward to. I'm sure you'll keep us in the loop and let us know how you're getting on. 
Yes, you know, no doubt there will be uh, there will be episodes that are either going to be here. I've had a fantastic time with my new music project, and here's how I did it. Or uh, nobody paid attention to my new music project. <laughs> Where did I go wrong? There's there's two potential episodes. Yeah, coming up. One way. Coming up. So, well, there you go. That is today's episode. Five very interesting and useful tips. And yeah, if, um, if um if you if there's anything that you'd like us to comment uh, about to talk about um uh, any marketing tips that you'd like us to discuss get in contact with the show th- th- stick a comment underneath whenever you see this or send us a message on whatever platform you are listening slash consuming this on it's great to be back for 2022 hopefully this is going to be the first of many thank you very much indeed for watching and listening this episode of 30 minute music marketing and from myself and from greg uh, have a great week and we will see you next time take care see you soon see you now bye bye, bye.